welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosard. Back this week is my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 154 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, and 39 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Yeah, we're, we're heading to, really, to me, the last week of the regular season, the last full week of college football, and uh, then we, we start getting into the bowl games and getting into the opt-outs and all that stuff. So it's uh, it's coming up to draft season pretty hard on both sides of football right now. That is a fact. Uh, if you're in the ch- if you're watching live right now, pop in the chat, ask us a question. We'll answer at the end of the episode, uh, or you can uh, send it to on Twitter at Draft Countdown. We'll get your questions there. Or if you're a member of our Discord, uh, go there and uh, ask a question there. We will answer it at the end of the show. If you're not a member of our Discord, go to DraftCountdown.com, top right corner of the uh, the menu bar. There is a link to join the Discord, and we uh, we always enjoy the. The back and forth there, whether it be fantasy, whether it be NFL draft, NFL, college football, anything. We don't care. We'll talk about it over there, Shane. Uh, we have a good time with it and uh, everything. But, Shane, uh, did you watch last week's episode with me and Brad? And we basically went through 40 minutes of talking about Senior Bowl invites because there was a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, that was the show. That was That, that was, was the show. show. That was the <laughs> It was good. You guys did a good job, but yeah, we will have to run through these here. Yeah, uh, yeah. not not get too caught up. Uh, only seventeen this week, Shane. As of right now, only seventeen this week. I think it was like forty last week. It was a lot, God. Uh, but so what we're gonna do, Shane? We're gonna go alphabetical order by school and uh, go through these. And uh, we'll start with Auburn here. And linebacker Owen Papo is in this week. Yeah, I, I, I had him on my list. I think he's a player I've had top five linebackers since he was a true freshman. So this uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, maybe the best safety in this class, uh, J.L. Skinner from Boise State uh, is in. Uh, definitely, uh, I think, a potential late first-round guy, maybe early early uh, day two guy. I'm excited for you to get a look at him, see how, how fluid is he at 6'4", 220. That's a safety issue. And that's something like being there in person, you know, you being a mobile, it's going to be big. So Skinner, yeah, top 50 guy. Uh, Blake Freeland, offensive tackle. Speaking of big guys, that's a big guy uh, <laughs> at the offensive tackle position. Uh, he's coming in today. Uh, 6'8", 305 listed there, Blake Freeland. It has had a really good season. He's in my top 10 offensive tackles. Maybe not a fit for everyone at six six eight, but uh, I think he's going to be interesting at the Senior Bowl in the pit. I mean that that those tall guys can go either way. An intriguing wide receiver prospect, Shane, because we haven't seen a whole lot of him this year uh, because of the injuries. But uh, when he's played, very exciting. Puka Nakua, wide receiver, BYU. I think this could be a breakout for him at the Senior Bowl if he's healthy and able to do some damage in these one on ones. Size footwork, you know, speed. Those are the guys that look good uh, at the senior bowl. Uh, Jim Nagy's been on this guy uh, for the whole process here, and that's Cal safety Daniel Scott. He's he's interesting because he's definitely a big in-the-box tackler, played some special teams, older. Um, so he, leader, you know, he call, kind of calls the shots on Cal's defense. I, I'll be intrigued to see him and hope it improves the stock. Um. I don't want to call it a head scratcher, but uh, we were kind of talking off air about 
some of the quarterbacks and maybe are they going to go eight quarterbacks? Uh, we, we don't know. It could be six, could be eight, but uh, Clayton Toon from Houston comes in, uh, had been uh, accepted an invite to the Shrine game. Obviously that's not happening now, but uh, Clayton Toon uh, coming into the senior bowl. I am a little surprised. I, I mean, Clayton Toon's had a, a heck of a college career in terms statistically. He's, he fits the threshold 6'3", 215, but I, I just don't see a, an NFL quarterback, maybe a guy that can ride on an end of a roster, start a game or two, spot starter. I just think there's a lot of four or five-year guys, if they declare, I'd rather see down there personally. Yeah. Um, he was not at the top of our uh... – our picks there for sure. Um, a guy who is up at the top of our rankings at his respective position is Illinois running back Chase Brown. He becomes the fourth member of the Illini uh, to commit to the senior bowl. I, I think the sky's the limit for where he can go in the draft. I mean, he's he's going to be a four, three, four, four flat player. He has, has the most carries in college football. I mean, he's carrying that team. Uh, Chase Brown's really good, and people should get on board. He's an NFL starter. The Michigan Wolverines uh, added two players this week. We'll start with uh, another intriguing wide receiver because we haven't seen a whole lot from him because of injuries, and that's Ronnie Bell, uh, the Michigan wide receiver. Uh, I know you you had thought a lot of him going into last season before the uh, – was it an ACL he had Mm -hmm. last year? So what what are you expecting to see from Ronnie Bell? I, I hope he gets an opportunity because I don't think he's getting much at Michigan this year. And, and so I think uh, his early film in his college career, really, really good, day two-esque. If he maybe can bring that back, I think that's possible for a player of his caliber that has, you know, he's decently sized, he's good off the line, has good hands. Uh, I'm excited for the opportunity for him. Uh, a guy I want to see, uh, I'm going to have to go watch some tape on, uh, some more tape on, but uh, definitely look forward to seeing him in person, is Ryan Hayes, big offensive tackle for Michigan, 6'7", 307 listed here. Yeah, he, he's been the lead cog in the run game this year. Uh, definitely a, a top-notch run blocker, you know, what Michigan does well, and that's Ryan Hayes does well. A guy I am very familiar with and feel good about as a prospect is Oregon center Alex Forsythe. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they missed him the past couple games, uh, but he's you know well versed, a ton, ton of experience in that center position. Uh, probably one of the best pure snappers in the draft. Uh, joining Michigan State's Bryce Barringer at punter, we have we've wrapped up the punter position here, Shane. It's done. <laughs> uh, Adam Korsik. Uh, Rutgers, uh, an Aussie guy, I believe, 6'2", uh, 205 here, the punter, or 6'2", 185. And he, he was up for the Ray guy last year, so not too much of a surprise that, that Corsic makes it. I think he's the best senior bowl eligible punter out there. And he gets to punt a lot at Rutgers. Yeah, he does. Uh, a pair of Stanford players, uh, we – uh, we talked about Michael Wilson last week, and I was a bit surprised at his addition. So I was also a bit surprised at the ad of wide receiver Elijah Higgins, also from Stanford, because they don't throw the ball a lot. No, they don't. And <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I loved Elijah Higgins coming out of high school. I thought he was going to be a stud, and they just don't throw the ball a lot. But I mean, he's huge, he's massive and fast. 
I think he's a much better receiver than Michael Wilson personally. So um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think down there. At so, so this, because of what we just said, they don't throw a lot. This is like a huge opportunity for both of these guys, right? I, I feel like you're going to come away buzzing about Elijah Higgins. I think he's going to look really impressive. He's going to be one of the biggest receivers down there. Um, and, you know, this is a big opportunity because it's hard to, to watch when you're getting two passes a game, like to really identify that NFL upside. I'm anxious to see his weigh in because looking at his, our listed weight here, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a couple of meals down there from being a tight end. Yeah, and, and he carries it really well. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he is 234, um, but is kind of well-built cut. You know, it's a lot of muscle. So I, I'm intrigued to see. I think he'll slim down a little bit for sure. Um, I I know I'm a huge fan of Caillou Blue Kelly, the corner from Stanford. Uh, so definitely glad he's, he's going to be down here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a – slam dunk edition you've been talking about him now for two years so that's it's going to be a big week for him uh texas a couple of big studs here uh coming one we i think we kind of figured would be here and that's linebacker demarvion overshawn just a tremendous athlete at the position uh a run and chase guy i think he has a chance to uh coverage let's let's see him in coverage this week that's going to be big for him uh in the in that week of practice but uh you like Roshan Johnson, their running back. I know you love Bijan Robinson, but this guy—you talk about a leader on the team. But obviously, he's not the—he's not the lead dog. But is this going to be like we kind of talked about it last week, uh, similarly with Cameron Peoples? Um, as he's not when Noel's in, he's not the lead dog for App State. But is this a similar situation, kind of like with Chris Evans a couple of years ago? out of Michigan where maybe not a lot of the carries, but comes down to the senior bowl and really impresses. I, I think we could be talking about Roshan Johnson as a late round three, early round four running back, former quarterback athlete, 6'2", 219. He's big, he's physical. The, the character might be one of the best character players in this draft. And, and, you know, that goes a long way. Maybe the best senior tight end in this class is Utah's Dalton Kincaid, and he's coming. He's he's up there. I think there's probably arguments he's the best tight end in the class. I mean, as good as Michael Mayer is, and you know, we know he's going to go first. I mean, Dalton Kincaid is super impressive. Uh, guy, I got turned on to after week one, and I think I kind of turned you on to him as well. And that's Virginia Tech corner Chamari Connor. You did. You you, you pointed him out to me. Uh, definitely, he's had some impressive games. He's on an island oftentimes at Virginia Tech with how bad that defense is, but be a physical line of scrimmage type uh, player. I think maybe future Seattle Seahawk type right there. And the flip side of that is a guy you turned me on to after hyping him up is Washington State linebacker Dayon Henley. Uh, this guy's, yeah, he's a stud. This, this linebacker crew is going to be good. I mean, it's going to be a good group. Henley and Overshawn and all and Papau and all those guys. Yeah, I, I think so too. So hey, uh, quick quick check. Did we miss anybody? No. Okay, yeah, right. we're good. Save them to next week, Senior Bowl. Uh, <laughs>
So that is uh, that is the Senior Bowl invites. We're over 50 plus now. We, we're over 500 on our projections, Jane. So we're uh, we're we're moving right along. I think we're we're, we're definitely in a better spot this uh, than we were this time last year. I believe. Yeah, I, I think absolutely, and um, I think it's gonna keep going. We still got some big names out there. I, I believe so too. Uh, this was a big week for injuries in college football, man, and uh, none potentially with higher draft ramifications than the uh, torn ACL for. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. I when I was watching it live, Shane, I'm like, that's bad. It's non-contact. The pain was so bad it caused him to drop the football. I'm like, this this is this is it's not good at all. And it turns out we were right. And uh, so Hendon Hooker um, out now uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean it's just tough because he was playing really, really well. He was having a rough game there, trying to pull it back against South Carolina and tears the ACL. Uh, it just, it's a lot of money lost for him. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into a little further detail at it later. We'll get a question uh, asking about it uh, in, in on the Discord. So we'll, we'll get further into Hooker's injury there. Uh, Blake Corum, uh, Michigan running back. Uh, is is he out this week, Shane? Is that is that what we're still hearing, or is or is his injury not as bad as we thought? I, I think one of our senior bowl uh, acceptance, uh, Ryan Hayes, let the cat out of the bag by mistake uh, on a question that you know he said basically we all have to step up with Corum out, and he wasn't supposed to say that. So I don't think Blake Corum's playing this week. I'm hopeful it's not a torn ACL. It doesn't seem like it's that, but uh, seems like it's going to be you know it's some kind of sprain you know sprain pcl something in the knee that could probably have about a month and probably shut down and go to the nfl so yeah we we may have seen the last of uh unless they make the playoff you know which would require something you don't want to see uh, <laughs> uh you know he could be uh he could be out uh for the rest of the year uh parker washington is out for the rest of the year a guy who started making some headway penn state wide receiver uh, he's going to miss the rest of the season. I had a big game against Ohio State this year, had, has flashed in the past. I'll be interested to see if he does declare for the draft. Um, but he, he could be one of those players we see go back like Jahan Dotson did uh, the year before and you know see him improve his stock a little bit more. Um, a player who had accepted a senior bowl invite, but that's not looking good now, is uh, Texas Tech. Edge rusher Tyree Wilson, uh, I believe he had foot surgery or he broke a bone in his foot at the very least. Uh, he's going to miss the re- not just the rest of this season, but he's already declared for the NFL draft. And um, so I-, I can't see him playing at the senior bowl now. No, I mean, a fractured foot, probably, like you said, probably going to be surgery. And he's already a borderline first-round pick. There's no reason to rush any of this. I'll, I'll even be surprised if we he's see combine. full yeah. workouts from him. Yeah. So yeah. So that is the uh, that is that with the injuries this week. Were there any others that we missed? Um, no, nothing else that I caught that was you know, draft-related. So I think we hit the big ones. 
Well, it is that time of year, Shane, where we can start formally updating the draft order now every week here on the podcast. And uh, the top 10, top 10, uh, we'll, we'll go there. And Houston Texans uh, by a game and a half at least, or two and a half games, whatever, have a clear advantage there for the number one pick. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, will be would be picking second. The Chicago Bears – uh, picking third, the Las Vegas Raiders currently picking fourth. Uh, the Denver, Bron- I'm sorry, the Seattle Seahawks uh, in the pick acquired from the Denver Broncos as they sit in the playoffs right now uh, with the Broncos number five overall pick. Maybe the biggest surprise here is De- the Detroit Lions pick acquired from the Los Angeles Rams is higher than their pick. <laughs> uh, the Lions currently picking sixth thanks to the uh, Matt Stafford trade. Uh, The Texans are currently picking seventh as well as first, thanks to the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, Your Steelers, Shane, in the eight hole right now. Uh, Jacksonville currently ninth. And rounding out the top ten would be the best team in the NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles, thanks to, let's just call it a not-wise trade by the New Orleans Saints a year ago, the Saints would be picking in a top 10 and could be potentially looking at one of these quarterbacks. Well, they're not now, are they? I think it's wild that from pick two to pick nine, all those teams have three wins uh, at the moment. Right? This is going to so, change a lot. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it is like race to the bottom for those teams to try, you know, for that second, third, fourth pick that I think the top four is much more valuable than the rest of the top 10 at this point. Yeah, if not, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pony up. But for somebody like the Eagles and Seahawks, this is bonus. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's big. I mean, when Seattle, I think even Detroit, you know, two teams that could use a quarterback. They have good play there, but older guys. Maybe you have a chance to move into a position to draft one of the top two. Um, you know, with some of the extra draft capital that they have, if they want to do that, so. Yeah, I mean, Denver and the Rams, we'll see if they can bounce back. Um, but it, it's going to get interesting here very soon. Yeah, good stuff. They'll, like I said, we'll, 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 we'll make this a weekly segment going forward, and we'll see just how wildly this stuff changes over the next uh, – what do we got? Uh, 12, seven weeks left of the season, maybe? That sounds right. Um. Week 12 of college football last week, uh, Shane. Uh, we watched several games, uh, and probably the best offensive performance I saw last week was from Tulsa, of all places. <laughs> and their running back, Deneric Prince, uh, in the game I watched against South Florida, he had 27 offensive touches, uh, 239 yards, two touchdowns. He doesn't strike me as the guy that has that breakaway speed. Although he had a several big runs the other night, none that he could finish uh, in the end zone. But uh, Daneric Prince uh, was a standout for me. He he's an, an impressive player. He's a good college player. Um, a lot a lot of mine we already talked about today, so I'll I'll keep it brief. But I, I mean, Dalton Kincaid, like I mentioned, um, had a really good game against Oregon. I'm still flabbergasted that he came back. He's playing like I thought he was going to be out for the year. Look like. A broken collarbone wasn't 
and he's back. 11 catches, 99 yards. Cam Rising was just honing in on Dalton Kincaid, and, and Oregon can stop him. So um, I, I think Kincaid has a shot maybe to be a first-round pick when all said and done. My def- best defensive uh, performance this week was from a player that I – I mean, I hadn't watched Georgia Tech this season – so I don't know if he's been running wild all year, but uh, their edge rusher, Keon White, uh, seven tackles against North Carolina, four solos, and he sacked Drake May three times in that game. And he did a hell of a job uh, setting the edge in, run, in the run uh, game as well. So uh, I've definitely got to go back and watch more Keon White and see if this guy's the real deal. Yeah, he was on one of my lists earlier this year. Um, he's, he's had a, a good season. I wonder. I wonder if we can get him into an All Star game and, and get to see Keon White. I, I think he's been really impressive, a good athlete, um, and, and a couple of good defensive players. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois, um, who we talked about on the show before. But going up against Michigan, keeping it close against a, a top five team, and Witherspoon was a big reason why. Um, he he was locked down, basically locked down the side of his field. And, um, I mean, he, he was so quick at rooting out screens, making clean tackles, open field tackles. I was like, man, th- I mean, this is a player that, that can play in the NFL. Team's going to like. Uh, he'll be at the Senior Bowl as well. And that DPI call was a bit bit touchy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was. I, 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 I did not. I, was, I had that on the, uh, the second screen here. And I'm like, that was. Not great. I didn't hold Not it. Again. I didn't call. hold. I didn't hold it against him. Yeah, that was he was in. Yeah. That was perfect. I mean, that was textbook. Yeah, that that's was, what that he was wanted. That's just yeah. Yeah, like that. That's a plus for me. Is you know when you're watching. Uh, yeah, so it's good. Let's uh, let's move forward now and let's look ahead to what you said earlier. This is the final full week of college football. Uh, we go to the championship game, championship week next week. Um, and then we start the bowl games basically two weeks after that. So this, this is it. Um, so we'll start with a game you'll be watching tomorrow night, Shane, the egg bowl, uh, 6 PM on ESPN, uh, Mississippi state at Mississippi. Is this the last hoorah for the lane train in, uh, in Oxford? I guess, uh, guess we'll find out Friday morning if those rumors are, uh, to be believed. Shane, but uh, we, we've watched, we've talked about this team, these both of these teams several times uh, over the course of this season. Um, good matchup here could be uh, Jonathan Mingo going to the senior bowl, going against a uh, Mississippi state corner, Emmanuel Forbes could be, a, could it be one of those matchups this week? Yeah. I mean, and, and Emmanuel Forbes uh, just, he's you know, picking he, up buzz. He, he, yeah, he, he, he continues to produce, in some of these big situations. So I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup for him. Um, scored another touchdown last week, by the way, uh, his third of the season. So that's pretty good for a corner. Um, but Not you know, can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, can he, can he stop a Jonathan Mingo? Can he stop an attack? Um, Malik Heath from Mississippi had a good game. You know, can he stop that attack? And I want to see that the run game from Mississippi has been so good. Uh, Nick Broker, the guard we've talked about often, you know, is that going to keep going, Get take the ball away from this Mississippi State passing game? Um, Shane, I know you're going to take – you're going to have to take time away from watching the U.S. and England World Cup match during this time on Friday. But uh, 2.30 p.m. on ABC, uh, NC State at North Carolina. 
Uh, like I said, nothing really new uh, to see here. Um, is Antoine Green hurt? Because when I watched North Carolina last week, he didn't play. So I don't know if he if it was just a one week deal or if he's if he's out. Uh, but this is a good this is a good defensive defense versus offensive matchup. Uh, NC State a lot of very good defensive players here uh, versus what's a high powered uh, Tar Heel offense. Yeah, we'll see if Josh Downs can continue to produce. I, I do think Antoine Green's been hurt in and out. Um, so Downs has still been the main target for Heisman candidate Drake May, a quarterback there. And, you know, I want to see if these North Carolina corners, Storm Duck, can rehab his stock a bit uh, in this game where NC State might have some trouble passing the football. I thought he had a good game last week uh, against yeah. Georgia Tech. Uh, he, he was solid last week. Um, so that was it for Friday. I thought there might have been more there, Shane, but I guess not. Uh, so let's just move on to the main game of the week now, 11 a.m. on Fox. Uh, Michigan at Ohio State. Um, this is the game. That is that what they call it? The game. That the is. game. Uh, no, 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 couldn't get creative and call it some kind of bowl like we do here in the South. No, nope. Just it's, the it, game. It's the game. Like Just it, it is. Uh, we we talked earlier about Blake Corum. He's going to be out. Uh, what what is what are the key? <clears throat> draft matchups we need to watch in this game of, of which I'm sure there are several. Yeah. Look, I, I think um the Michigan offensive line, I think Ryan Hayes, we talked about going up against Zach Harrison for Ohio state and this Ohio state defensive line, young defensive line. You know, I think those two is there going to be a run game push like last year where Michigan dominated up front. I think got a lot of those offensive linemen drafted. This is where, you know, a, a guy like Hayes could come out. On top, and then I, I think the other side, you know, Mike Morris should be back. He didn't play last week. The defensive lineman from Michigan, um, who's who's been impressive, and among Michigan's other defensive linemen, um, you know that that have, have been pretty good. We'll see if Ohio State Matthew Jones on the inside, Paris Johnson the left tackle. I think that's interesting, and you know, I, I'm interested to see if uh, how this kind of Ohio State second level as well plays. Um, you know, against some of the linebackers. Tommy Eichenberg is getting the linebacker from Ohio State. He's getting a lot more buzz after some good games. He's playing with two broken hands and is still playing really well. Um, so so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I just think you're, you're going to have NFL talent um, all along this one, and it's probably going to be a, a physical affair. 11 a.m. on ABC, Shane. Uh I think we both knew I was going to watch this one, but uh, South Carolina at Clemson. Um, uh, are they still trotting DJ Ugalongale out there? He's had a couple good games. Uh, he's still still going. So you get I to think see the him. Game is going to be can South Carolina's front stop their run because I think that's going to be where it's at. I don't think they're going to throw the ball around the yard like Tennessee was last week. Um, saw a stat from that game, and I don't know if Marcellus Dial is on. He may not be eligible yet, but South Carolina's three top corners, Marcellus Dial, Cam Smith, and uh, Darius Rush, both of the – we've talked about Smith and Rush a lot. Uh, they were allowed just 43 yards after the catch on 32 targets against Tennessee last week. 
They had 23 tackle opportunities, uh, made them all. Uh, hard to do a lot of damage if you're limiting the uh, the yak there. So those guys are obviously going to be called upon again this week. Uh, Spencer Rattler, I mean, I, I didn't watch – I didn't officially watch the Tennessee game last week or else he would have been my offensive player of the week, obviously. Uh, 400-plus yards passing six touchdowns. I mean, this is – where the hell has that been all year? I, I don't know. Um, so anxious to see if they can repeat that performance – this week, can, can we get Gene Bell keep keep it going? Can we actually using them correctly? I think that's somewhere Clemson has weakness. I was I, I will be anxious to see if Marshawn Lloyd and or Christian Bill Smith play this week because if they do, then you're able to get, but you don't have to make Bell the tailback as he was, which he had a, he did great against Tennessee. Uh, as the as the lead running back there, but it would be nice to see him as a more traditional tight end uh, and, and and try to expose that defense. But uh, 11 a.m. on ESPN Plus uh, will be my Sun Belt game this week. Georgia State at Marshall. Hadn't watched Marshall a lot this year, and you tell me that Rasheen Ali is back. He is uh, back. The, the Marshall Thundering Herd running back. Uh, back this week uh georgia state we're both i have become a, a big fan of quavian white their corner uh i know you were on to him earlier this year so pair of corners that i like in this game stephen gilmore as well from marshall yeah we'll see how ali does and and caitlin laborn the other running back still getting carries there uh and led marshall to a big one this past week the Bayou Classic, Shane, 1 p.m. on NBC. Uh, you'll be watching this one, Grambling against Southern and uh, Sundiata Anderson, the uh, lone Grambling prospect on our list, the edge rusher. Uh, other than him, who else are you watching in this game? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's the big draw for me. He's who I want to watch because I think uh, Sundiata Anderson is a – legitimate draftable prospect from Grambling. I mean, Southern has some good players. They have, they have a nice pair of linebackers and Jason DeMoss and Jordan Lewis. Um, so uh, a couple guys that I, I want to get get down and watch. 2.30 uh, p.m. on ESPN2, Shane. You'll be watching Wake Forest at Duke. Um, good chance for you to see 2024 prospect at quarterback Riley Leonard from Duke, uh, as well as Shaka Hayward. Shaka Hayward, uh, the linebacker, has been impressive this season for the Blue Devils. Uh, I was impressed with uh, Dwayne Carter, their uh, interior defensive line prospect, a couple weeks ago when I watched them. Uh, Wake Forest has big wide receiver A.T. Perry that I like, uh, and Sam Hartman, their quarterback. Look, Riley Leonard came through for me at some college fantasy football last week, so I'm, I'm, I'm in. Um, but, yeah, A.T. Perry, big game. Uh, for Wake, he's been stepping it up more. Seems a little more comfortable there. And Kobe Turner, the defensive lineman, I like. Uh, so I think this will actually be a pretty good, pretty good game, pretty good matchup. Uh, 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus, Shane. I see. I finally browbeat you into watching Jason Bradley, the <laughs> wide receiver from Southern Miss. I've been talking him up, talking him up for the last several weeks. So uh, anxious to see what you think of him after watching this game, uh, as well as UL Monroe wide receiver uh, Tyrone Howard. 
Give me a pair of receivers. Uh, I don't think I've put Southern Miss on on the docket yet, so we'll, we'll get watching here. 6.30 p.m. on ABC, Notre Dame and Southern Cal uh, going at it. Playoffs still in, still in range for, for the Trojans there. Need a little help. Need a little help. They, they, they need to win this game. I think it's got to win this game. game. Uh, yeah. Uh, who are some big matchups to watch here? I, I think Tui Tuapaluotu against the the interior of their offense, uh, Notre Dame offensive line, going to be a big watch. Yeah, I mean Jared Patterson's playing really well at guard, and he's won some matchups against Clemson defensive linemen that are going to be first round picks. Uh, so I, I think that is a big matchup. I want to see if Brandon Joseph, the safety for Notre Dame, can full Caleb Williams, maybe get an interception, get a big, you know, force fumble in this game. Uh, I think that's really important. And, you know, we'll see. I think Jordan Addison, the receiver for Southern Cal that, that many have as the number one receiver in this class, um, is going to go up against some, a, a young young cornerback group, um, has a, a young starter that's very good there. So for Notre Dame, uh, I, I, I actually I think Notre Dame can pull the upset. I, I think they can win this one. Um, if I do say so. I think you're muted there, Brian. I saw some projections this week that had Notre Dame and South Carolina going at it in the Gator Bowl. So Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be a good matchup. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I may look into going to that one if it, if it happens. Yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State. I have not watched Kansas State this year, apparently. So we're going to knock that out here in the uh, Battle of the Sunflower State. And, of course, the top prize in this one is uh, third-year edge rusher Felix Anadike Uzama. Uh, But also want to watch K-State corner Julius Brents, who uh, I believe has been invited to the Senior Bowl, uh, except it's not come through just yet. So we're going to uh, get a look at him. And did I read correctly that Jalen Daniels is back at quarterback for Kansas? Um, I I have not seen the official word, and so maybe, maybe it's just too early. But um, I, if so, that that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, he came back. He came back last week. It looks like so. Looks like he'll uh, he'll be there. That that's exciting to watch. Well, there you go. Uh, and we're going to close it out with the Apple Cup. Uh, I'll be watching 9.30 p.m. on ESPN, Washington at Washington State. I've only watched these teams both once this year. So this is my final hoorah, if you will, to see uh, quarterback Michael Penix, perhaps in his final game uh, with the Huskies. And Dayon Henley, who we talked about earlier, uh, going to the Senior Bowl. So I'll get to see him one more time before I see him in Mobile. Uh, obviously, uh, let's see, Wazoo quarterback Cameron Ward. He looked good the last time I watched Wazoo. We'll see if he has a repeat performance of that. And a couple of uh, skill players for Washington that I was impressed with, uh, their receiver, Roma Dunze, uh, third-year player, was really good the last time I watched them. And I also liked uh, what I saw out of their fifth-year tight end, uh, Devin Culp. Yeah, Washington State running back Nakia Watson has been playing really well as of late, too. They've moved more toward the run game. So I'll be interested to see if they utilize him and if he could be one of those, you know, undrafted, picked up kind of players uh, 
in the NFL. There you go. So that is our uh, abbreviated edition of our schedule this week. Uh, obviously, I'm going short shorthanded this week, Shane, because I'm traveling again this week. This has not been wise of my vacation scheduling this year. I'm going to tell you, Shane, this is the fourth college football weekend I missed for being out of town. I'm, I'm not proud of it. No, hey, look, it's fine. It's Thanksgiving weekend. I think it gets tough with, with that, so um, understandable. But th- you'll be catching up on a lot of these games through the offseason, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yes, I will. A lot, a lot of grinding uh, there in the next few months ahead. Uh, Shane, I got back in the column, the win column last week. Uh, you did not. So we sit right now. Uh, we basically got two more weeks of this, maybe three. Uh, no, it'll be, be two, two more weeks of this, this week and next week, uh, for the lock of the week, Shane. So you, you've got to, we, we need to go out on a win streak here, Shane. So I'm going to let you go first. That's look, it, it, I, it's locked in. I got a, I mean, it's a lock of all what locks. I'm writing it down in pen. And it, it's, it's the game that I'll be amped up for. I'm betting Michigan plus seven and a half. When, when Michigan and Ohio State play, if one of the te- if, if it's more than a touchdown, take the underdog every time. Like it, I, I don't care. I don't care who it is. You'll win four out of five times. You know this is going to be a field goal touchdown game. It always is. And there, there's a decent shot Michigan wins outright. I mean they're they're a good team, physical team this year. So seven and a half, I think, is nuts for two teams in the top five. I have I- seen that number higher earlier this week. Yeah, which was uh, which was insane to me. Look, I, I was at the last time these two teams were undefeated and in the top five, number one, number two, uh, when I was in college, and it was a five point game, 44-39. I mean, it, it was it was it lived up to it. This game's going to live up to it. It's going to be within a touchdown for sure. I'm I'm betting a ton on Michigan, and for me, it's good because if I'm wrong, then uh, I still feel pretty good at the end of the day. So you're betting against. Your favorite team, Shane. I guess I don't care which team is the seven and a half point underdog. I will bet on them. Well, I'm I am going to bet on <laughs> my favorite team this week. Uh-oh. I started week one this year with the homer pick, and I was right. I'm going to close the college football regular season by betting South Carolina plus 14 and a half at Clemson. Coming off a 30-plus point drubbing of Tennessee, Clemson hasn't been Clemson this year. I'm going to say – I'm going to bet the points, but I'm also going to make a side bet. I'm going money line on this game. Oh, too. my gosh. Not on the lock oh, of the week. The lock oh of the week will be plus 14 and a half, but I'm going to put some money down on the money line for South Carolina win this outright. But lock wow. of the week plus 14 and a half, Shane. Wow, we are, yeah, we're we're on opposite sides of the homerism uh, here with this one, but I guess and with two on two dogs though, that that's always good. That's right. All right, Shane, let's let's wrap this baby up. Let's answer some questions. Uh, we'll start with. We didn't get any questions in the chat, so let's go to the Discord and see what we got there. Uh, hey, our. Uh, our partner at Draft Countdown, Brad Menendez. Uh, we we've talked about this game, so we'll. I, but we'd love to hear some thoughts on the big game this weekend. How the injuries hurt or help 
Ohio State, Michigan. I guess we haven't looked at it from that point of view. I, I, mean, I mean, it is interesting because I think, you know, Michigan, obviously the Blake Corum injury, will Donovan Edwards, their backup running back, be back? If both those running backs are out, I think that offense gets very tricky to move the football. You know, for Ohio State, you have mine Williams, their running back might be out. They've had injuries. Devon Jones uh, got hurt on the offensive line. I, I think the injuries really favor both defenses. Um, I think it will be a lower scoring game than anticipated. I think it'll be close. Um, but, I, you know, I do think the running back injuries do help Ohio State. Brad is a Michigan fan, so him and I are, are going up against each other this week, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think Ohio State wins – uh, 30 to 27, I think is my, my final score. Uh, at Charm City Kev in the Discord asked, what do you guys think happens with Hendon Hooker now with the injury? Uh, he's out of round one. I, 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 I feel comfortable in saying that. He was already had the age battling against him, and now the ACL, I, I think that's knocking him out of round one, right? I, 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 he wasn't in your mock in round one this past week. No. I, I was interested to see if you'd still. I, I factored. I just, I, I just factored that 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 he was not going to be in there. Yeah, I, I think round two through four is the range. I know it's kind of a wide range at this point, but what's the medical going to be? How bad is it? You know, does he have a chance to throw for teams at all? Um, I think all that plays into it. I do think a team takes him in the top 100 or just outside the top 100 to take a chance. Uh, our other partner at the uh, site, Miranda Wilhelm, asked, uh, she's throwing an NFL question out there. We, we'll talk about anything. Yeah. Uh, but would love to hear the predictions for the three games on Thanksgiving tomorrow. Any hot takes or upsets? So we'll start with the first one, Shane. Bills at Lions. Uh, Lions getting nine and a half here from Buffalo. Look, this is my hot take. I think the Lions win. I think they beat the Bills outright in this game. I, I, the Bills have played like garbage for you about four You hear that, Brad? Weeks. You hear that, Brad? Look, he's, the, he's taking Michigan into points and the Lions. And the Lions. Right? Look, I'm all Michigan this week. Uh, look, no, I, I, I think the Bills have played really poorly. They're still banged up on defense. I think the Lions can run Jamal Williams on them. And I think Josh Allen has not looked great. Um I think Lions can win in a shootout. Uh, Giants and Cowboys play tomorrow. The Cowboys, 10-point favorites in this game. I think the Cowboys win by 20. <laughs> I, 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 I think they blow. Is the bloom off the rose uh, with the Giants? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I, it, there, it was going to crack at some point. Like uh, I, I think the Cowboys right now are playing too well, but – um, yeah, give me the, give me the Cowboys at home there. And the Thanksgiving finale tomorrow night, Patriots at Vikings, Vikings, two and a half point favorites here over New England. That's, that's a tough one. It's New like, England's defense playing really good right now. Somehow. I, I feel like they have no one on that defense and they're still playing out of their minds. I feel like the, the Vikings are going to bounce back and win by a field goal. I, I just, I don't trust Mac Jones. But like a Mac Jones Kirk Cousins matchup is the, the we don't need that on Thanksgiving to be honest. It's just I don't. Well, the that. good thing is for me is I plan on taking something to go to sleep at like eight o'clock because I have to get up at like four o'clock the next morning. So I won't see this filth. So 
I'll, I'll be in bed. Uh, but everybody else, y'all have fun uh, with this one. So that, that was the Discord questions. On to the Twitter questions. Uh, hey, a fantasy question here for you, Shane. Uh, Tom Riddick asks, who will be the top rookie fantasy producing ID peers for 2023? Yeah, so all it, you. Individual defensive players, you know, for fantasy usually is tackles. And then, you know, big play sacks, interceptions. I think depending on how your league plays and how he's classified, I mean, if Will Anderson is a defensive end, I think he's going to be one of the top five defensive ends, you know, in the country. If he's labeled as a linebacker, it gets a little tougher because he's not going to get as many tackles. But I, I like the Jack Campbell from Iowa, Day and Henley from Washington State, um, maybe even DeMar Marvin Overshawn from Texas to be three guys, go second day, who can rack up a lot of tackles in the NFL. And be what about like Noah Sewell or uh Trenton Simpson from Clemson? Yeah, and like like they're gonna be top guys, right? Um, my my question with Noah Sewell and Trenton Simpson is from an IDP perspective, is are they gonna be hundred tackle year players? You know, and and so I'm always the guy like I take I draft all the day two linebackers, like I'll draft them all because you're gonna get a couple guys safety. Somebody's gonna hit, someone's gonna hit, and you, you know, you'll be fine. Um, last question on Twitter, uh, my man at my man, draft guy, Jimmy asked us to rank our top five Thanksgiving side dishes, Shane, just side dishes. So I can't, I can't side with ham here as ham is the superior to everything. Look, on my Debbie Marketplace podcast, uh, our second podcast, we did a Thanksgiving draft. I ended up with ham. So. But then you told me you were going to put gravy on it. And that, that just you, you, put, I, you don't put gravy on everything in Thanksgiving? Like, I feel like Ooh. that's just, it's just everywhere. All right. So, rank your top five side dishes here, Shane. Uh, look, I, I think mashed potatoes is a clear 101. Like, it, it is the best side dish on Thanksgiving you can have. Uh, I mean, stuffing is a classic. I, I put that second. Um, I, th- I think green bean casserole has got to be up there as a three. Uh, you need at least a little vegetable to feel good about yourself. And green bean casserole is great. Um, we don't do mac and cheese in my house, but like a good mac and cheese would hit pretty hard. So I'm, I'm in on mac and cheese as a Thanksgiving side dish. Uh, I, I, w- I would be in for that at number four. And then – um, fifth wise, you know, I'm taking, I'm just taking the dinner rolls. Like, give me like seven rolls, man. I'm, I'm in. Does, does dessert count as a side dish? I, I don't think dessert is a side dish. Okay. I, that's I think, fair. Right. Yeah. So, so here we go. Number one is homemade macaroni and cheese. Has to be homemade. Can't be out of the box. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to, I'm with you. I, I'll go with the stuffing as, as number two. Uh, also, if homemade, superior. But we'll take box stuff yeah. in here. Um, the mashed potatoes, yeah, let's get them in there. Uh, number four, you have to have the rolls, right? Yeah, I mean it is. Uh, you have to. So, so let's go, let's go with the rolls. And you know what? I should have ranked this higher. And some people will classify it as a dessert. I don't. I think it's technically a vegetable. It's a side dish. 
uh, sweet potato casserole to me moves up there. But like I said, it, because of the cinnamon and the syrup and the toasted marshmallows, it gets it can be qualified as dessert. It's a very sweet dish, but sweet potato casserole. Actually, I'm moving that up to number two. So, <laughs> all right, number two. Let's, let's move all that up to number two. Everything bumped down a notch. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's our top five uh, Thanksgiving side dishes, but ham, the superior protein to serve on Thanksgiving. Turkey all day. It's what's turkey day. Like, come on. You can have ham every other holiday. It's fine. I'd eat ham every other day if I could. Uh, got a couple questions in the chat popped in here late from Stephen B. Uh, what round should Spencer Rattler be drafted? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Shane, and say he is going to return to the University of South Carolina next year. I don't think he'll be in this draft class. If he does, I think he gets lost in the mid-rounds. And uh, I don't, I just don't think he, I think he could go back to school. And especially if he has another good week this week and he puts those back to back together, can build on that momentum maybe into 2020, uh, the 2023 season. Yeah. He, he, he shouldn't get drafted. Like, I, I mean, I, I know the game against Tennessee was that good, but there are so many games this year where he couldn't hit the broad side of a ball. So many. So, he, was uh, so like, he, he cannot be draftable yet. He should go back, to school go back to school and maybe can improve his stock. Uh, Steven also asked, uh, was Cole Strange a good selection by the Patriots? No, but I, I don't think it was a bad selection, right? Like, I don't think it's going to go down as the worst first-round selection like many of us had, um, you know, looking at the draft the day of. But I don't, I don't think he's outstanding. I think he's fine. I think he's a starter. He's solid. But, you know, you passed on George Pickens, like, for Cole Strange. It's probably not going to look good in five years. You know, you passed on some guys, some studs at receiver that you needed. Shane, I have a question. I want to ponder uh, you. All right, what did all right. you think of the XFL draft? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I glanced briefly at the XFL draft. Usually I'm, like, in for these, but I feel like we've had, like, three – drafts uh lately about uh, some interesting names there i i felt like unlike the usfl draft that was earlier that was earlier this year or whenever it was i feel like at least in every round that they did i recognized two players from guys that we have watched in recent seasons as, as scout scouting players so i i feel good about it I, I felt good about the XFL draft, and uh, I look forward to trying to watch it in the spring and see how long that lasts. Yeah, I'm down. It, 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 you're right because they kind of went younger, right? They went you yeah. know, younger for a lot of these players. But they had they threw in a couple, players. but like you had a couple for for a, you had some AJ McCarrens in there, which that was surprising, right? But uh, you know, and you had a couple of other veteran players, but. Um, for the most part, yeah, it's skewed like guys who have been out of college for like maybe a year or so. So it was a lot of guys that we talked about leading yeah. into the 2022 draft were in the XFL draft. So uh, guys yeah. that you've seen at the Senior Bowl and the XFL there, draft, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so that's that that's it. That's going to wrap up our show, Shane. Uh, final thought uh, for me, like I said, I'm 
going to Disney again this weekend for a couple of days. So I'll be traveling on Friday, traveling back on Monday, and then get back on Tuesday, and it'll grind through the uh, the games that I've, I'm watching then and uh, get that out. So that's why we only had 11 games in our primer this week because I'm only watching four. So. No, that's good. Have a have a good time at Disney. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do. try. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do. Right. You usually come back. Generally, is a good time. I think it'll be nice. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Thanksgiving for football this weekend. We got some good articles coming. Uh, I know Brad's bringing a little Detroit Lions action for Thanksgiving as apropos. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 wrapping up uh, the fantasy season too. So you know, definitely. If uh, I don't mention it too much, but hit up my other podcast, the Debbie Marketplace podcast, uh, if you're into fantasy football at all, is worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh, if you are not already a subscriber to the YouTube channel, we ask that you do that, please. And uh, like the videos, share the videos, do all that good stuff. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you listen to this audio version of the podcast, uh, Share those out uh, as well on Apple or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you uh, listen to it and give us like a five-star review those that that'll help us get noticed uh, a bit more as well. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at deep fried draft. You can follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Howell and follow draft countdown on Twitter at draft countdown. Go to DraftCountdown.com for your daily dose of the NFL draft from now through May, uh, mid-May, <laughs> and, uh, and and daily content, uh, except Christmas. We take Christmas off. But uh, daily content on DraftCountdown.com, as always. Uh, for Shane, for myself, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>